0: Yachtgoats, in partnership with Discord, are proud to present the highly unauthorized radio dramatization of "Holding On Loosely, the Catcher in the Rye musical, featuring the songs of 38 Special. And our story begins in the 1951 as a 17-year-old Holden Caulfield is just getting out of a psychiatric institution and going to visit his older brother DB. I I
1: guess I'll-
0: Holden is upset with his older brother, D.B., which may stand for douchebag, I'm not sure. D.B. has decided to become a Hollywood writer, and Holden thinks he's prostituting himself by doing that. He wants him to be a real writer. He wants him to go back where he belongs. D.B. is also concerned, though. Holden had a breakdown about a year ago. He's hoping his younger brother can get back to where he belongs as well. As the brothers argue about their lives' direction, topic turns back to the events of a year prior, when Holden had a breakdown around Christmas time, and as they argued, they burst out into this chorus. discussion wraps up, D.B. grabs a guitar and begins to play a solo. While his older brother solos on guitar, Holden begins to think back to events of a year ago. The year was 1950. Holden was 16 years old and a student at Pensy Prep Academy, an exclusive boarding school in Pennsylvania, where he had just been expelled due to his poor work. then asks him not come back to school after the Christmas break. But he plans to return home on that day, so he will not be present when his parents receive the notice of his expulsion. That day, Holden was supposed to go to a fencing match, but he left all of his equipment on the subway and had to forfeit it. Dejected, he heads towards the house of his history teacher, Mr. Spencer. Mr. Spencer is a well-meaning but long-winded old man. He greets Holden and gives him advice, but then starts criticizing and talking shit about Holden's schoolwork. So Holden gets the fuck out of there and heads back to his dorm. And he's wearing the red hunting cap he got in New York. When he gets back to the dorm, he runs into his neighbor, Robert Ackley. Nobody likes this guy. And he disturbs Holden with all these questions. This guy's a dud. He needs some advice. You never when your life under fire. On. Never Later on, Holden's roommate, Ward, stops by and Holden agrees to write an English composition for him because his roommate Ward has to head out on a date. But then Holden's all bummed out when he finds out that his roommate's going out with a girl Jane who he used to like. He says, oh, screw this. I'm going to go out and see a movie with my friend uh, Mal and this, that neighbor dude Ackley. But then they've already seen it. They don't want to watch it. And he's stuck there. Come, of course, all he's thinking about, what's going on on this date? Life, this sucks. So he's thinking, Ugh, Lord, it's Lord, is so garbage. I don't know why they're even on a date together. Jane is so much better than him. Man, why is that Jane going out with Ward? Ward's a fucking piece of shit. So they end up ditching out on the movie and just play some pinball for a while. Eventually they head back to the dorm and then much later Ward comes back and he reads the English composition uh, Holden wrote. says, this sucks. And Holden's like, dude, this is about the baseball glove that my dead brother, younger brother had. Fuck you. He's like, what did you even do on the date with Jane? She's way too good for you. Ward's like, fuck you, dude. He's like, it's none of your business, Holden. And Holden's so pissed off, he throws a punch. But that jackass Ward ends up winning the fight. And uh, gets you know him on the ground, gets Holden on the ground. And Holden just keeps insulting him. And then Ward just knocks him the fuck out. Yikes, he leaves him with a bloody nose. So eventually Holden gets up, brushes himself off, and Ackley's still there, acting weird. Holden loses his temper with him, too, and uh, treats him quite rudely. Eventually Holden just walks out of the dorm and says, Fuck this place, fuck these phonies here, I am out of here. Uh but Holden needs a little bit of money, so he sells his typewriter and catches a train to Penn Station in New York. He's got to stay away from his home for a while, so he's got to figure out what the heck to do. While he's on the train, he runs into the mother of some obnoxious student at the school. He ends up lying to her about a bunch of crap. Fuck that lady. So eventually they get there and he gets away from that lady, blah, 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 and he gets a taxi cab. And as he's driving, he's talking to the driver saying, oh, what goes on with all the ducks in Central Park uh, during the winter? You know, he cares about them. He has love in his heart for these ducks. But the taxi driver doesn't even respond at all. What a dud. How did he get a cab that was such a jerk driving? Ugh. So eventually he ends up going and checking into some shitty hotel and he's like, what the hell am I going to do now? So I guess he's like, alright, I'm going down to the bar and having a drink, I suppose. I'm just going to wander down there. But he ends up meeting uh, three tourist ladies in from Seattle and it uh, looks like they're kind of getting along pretty well.
1: To try anything that was new.
0: I'm not sure why three tourists from Seattle would be hanging out with a 16-year-old random dude. But hey, they were having drinks, kind of started having some fun, dancing a bit. Hey, that's not too bad. Things are going pretty good. Let's have some more drinks. But then he, Holden tries to have this conversation with one of the ladies. And she can't even, like, hold a conversation. And it just kind of goes sour. Goes sour quick. I mean, he thought it was going to be a fun night. Thought some good stuff was going on. But then, uh, it doesn't work out. I don't know what the heck's going on. I can't seem to get any, uh, going good.
1: Hand, guess
0: you're it all. You so at some point, Holden's like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to this nightclub, maybe see if it's better somewhere else. But uh, it doesn't work out. Yeah, he's just... Shit is just not going. This kid's way. and uh, he just is uh, hoping, hoping to find some, something good. But everyone runs away. Everyone just keeps running away from him.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, probably, probably what's really going on is this kid doesn't uh, masturbate enough. That's opinion but uh back to the story so he's all bound up and frustrated probably a little drunk and he says maybe i'll uh maybe i'll get a uh, hire an escort and spend some time with a young lady that way huh can i do that and he does but then the girl comes to his hotel room and she's the same age as him and he's like i don't feel good about this and uh he's like i think you should leave or something. Do, keep 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 on so she makes him pay and she leaves. Yeah. This night sucks. Then things go from bad to worse. When the uh, prostitute lady goes back to her pimp Maurice and says, hey, this client I had didn't pay me. And Maurice is like, well, he's going to pay me then they do a dance number.
1: All you got. It
0: so they're like, we're going to head over to that dude's hotel room, toot sweet, and get that money. So there's Holden sitting there all confused. And bang, in comes... Uh, Maurice and the uh, lady he hired and she's like he didn't pay me I was like what the fuck and uh, the, the pimp is like you better what money you have and they basically go through his crap Holden tries to stop him what a mess ugh and uh so then I think Maurice he like punches Holden in the stomach Ooh. And they take, I guess, whatever he had, and leave. I told you it went from bad to worse. So then Holden has this fever dream where he thinks he has a pistol and he goes and murders Maurice. Good golly. So as you can imagine, next morning, Holden is pretty depressed doesn't really know what to do. He's actually looking for some uh, kind of personal connection, and he calls uh, this girl, Sally. And, uh, who sh- he says she's a big phony, though. up and they go to a play together but uh, Holden's mind is not really in a good place and after the play uh, he wants to stop at a record store to buy something for his little ten-year-old sister Phoebe and on the way there he hears some kids singing this song if a body catch a body coming through the rye." and for a moment he feels better So the date's actually kind of going pretty good because his mood is a little better. And then uh, Sally uh, decides to introduce Holden to her friend George. Uh, And that kind of puts him in quite a sour mood. He doesn't really want to meet some guy that this girl's into. Uh, So he gets kind of pissy. And then they go uh, ice skating. But while they're there, Holden begins ranting against society and all the phonies and all the fucking garbage and blah, blah, blah and sally gets frightened and she doesn't like it then he's like hey let's just run away you and me let's go to a wilderness of new england and uh you know just kind of get away from everything and she's like uh no way dude <laughs> uh i don't even think we have that kind of relationship or whatever and she's like that sounds stupid and he's like oh yeah you you sound stupid she's like oh yeah well you're an asshole and he's like oh yeah why don't you go fuck yourself And then uh, according to the uh, Wikipedia notes here, the conversation turns even more sour and the two angrily part ways. And as that happens, the curtain begins to close on the first half of Holding On Loosely, the Catcher in the Rye musical. And right now we have a little intermission before we come back to the second half of our presentation. Okay, we are in intermission, and we have uh, the lovely Miss DJ Cass, who is listening along. Uh, were you riveted by the story of uh, a catcher in the rye with Thirty Eight Special? What do you, yes. what do you think?
2: Um, well, I haven't read I haven't read the novel since I don't think probably my early twenties, and uh, God, I mean, I think they should stop having kids read this book in school and just play this uh, like play, the, uh, play the rock <laughs> opera that is holding on loosely this is
0: wild southern boys <laughs> and it's important to understand the connection 38 special to catch you in their eye yeah I, I i actually so i don't remember if i actually did read the book or not mm-hmm. if i did it would have been like freshman year of college and it's a little fuzzy mm-hmm. uh I remember the story because my brother really liked it, Mm -hmm. and he was he was moody. And then my wife hates that fucking book. She's like, "Oh, it's just about some asshole kid."
2: Yeah, yeah, it is very polarizing.
0: Yeah, I just don't give a shit. I the only Mm -hmm. the only thing I cared about was uh, when it was like I had this ten years ago when like Mama Mia was like doing the songs from Abba. Yes, and I was like thinking like, what's the worst musical you could do? Mm-hmm. And then I remember how like the author J D Salinger um, was like very protective of this book, and like mm-hmm. you, could, you could never give out rights to it. I'm like, well, fuck that guy. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, and then I thought, well, Thirty Eight Special has Holding On Loosely yep. and Caught Up In You. Those are the two big songs. I'm ah, like, and yeah. then I knew they had all these like kind of poppy whatever songs. So I'm like, oh, maybe that would work. And then as I investigated more, I said, oh yeah. It works
2: very well, shockingly well, actually. And, you know, and I did tell you earlier, I'm not a, you know, that educated in uh 38 Special other than, like, you know, the hits. But well, you got um, a
0: 38 Special t-shirt now.
2: God, yeah. <laughs> Only if uh, Holden Caulfield's on it. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I need to read the book again or listen to more 38 Special, and I think I'll pick listening to more
0: 38 Special. I wouldn't read the book again,
2: I don't need to, quite oh, no, honestly. I don't need to, yeah. And, and no.
0: You looking forward to the second half?
2: Very much so. Yeah.
0: You know, um... See, so yeah, I don't even remember if I read the book as like I said before, but one of the things that did happen to me in high school was that I put off uh, doing a report on the book, The Scarlet Letter. Oh, yeah. And, like... And so I had to read it all in, like, two days.
2: hmm
0: And that Friday, I had gone to the mall and bought... Um, album by yes oh close wow. to the edge yeah so i listened to close to the edge uh-huh. all weekend while i was reading the scarlet letter yep. and all the scenes in the scarlet letter i i had the soundtrack was yes is close to the edge and it wow. like it fucking ruined the album so i can't listen to that album without thinking of reading the Hold scarlet on. letter
2: so what you're trying to tell me is there's going to be a sequel to this
0: well there might be there could be that but then also in high in a uh, college i also procrastinated reading a book uh, all Quiet on the rest Western Front. Yes. Yep. And um, when I was reading that, mm-hmm. I was listening to Fleetwood Mac's Greatest oh, Hits. Oh,
2: that goes so well.
0: And even even better with that was mm-hmm. that when, when I was doing that, we had a, uh, a Nintendo, and I was playing in between reading chapters. Mm-hmm. I played Donkey Kong Country. Oh my god! So I, I remember, like, I would have dreams where it would be like scenes from All Quiet on the Western mm-hmm. Front, but the characters were all from like Donkey Kong, uh. and then all the music was like. Fleetwood Mac hits, you know,
2: like that's kind of what I hope happens after I die.
0: <laughs> to be honest with you, so have millennials start just destroying literature?
2: <laughs> or no, I just want to live in that world.
0: Well, oh, oh Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Fleetwood, Mac. Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood
2: Mac, yeah, and that's the all Ger- of that. I
0: think all quiet Western friends the German side too, which I guess we're not that far away from these days. In America, this is very true. Oh, that was in World War One. That was in World War Two, but um, I think anyways um yeah so um we're gonna head back in a little bit to it's for the second half Mm -hmm. any other thoughts anything else you wanted to just
2: no i'm just really really enjoying this i can i can really visualize every scene it's almost like a it's like a long form music video in my head it's very stylized it's Mm -hmm. very i don't know i'm picturing i know it takes place in 1950 but uh obviously picturing like a late 70s early
0: 80s oh yeah that, that you know, makes sense seeing how kind of gritty 38 specials kind of
2: early bon jovi video or i don't know just that that look a lot of denim <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah if there was a musical it would just be like all right we're having everyone wear like canadian tuxedos just everyone's all in, I'll just done up in denim
2: even hair accessories everything yeah. denim
0: yeah that would never get made of course but uh well you know who knows well never say never
2: that's true did i ever think a you know holding on loosely would be made no so we can dream
0: yeah that's true okay so why don't we head back into the theater
2: oh into okay
0: and we'll uh watch the second half or listen to the second half of- are you
2: gonna see little outlines of our heads like uh mystery science theater
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes that would be great Mhm.
2: I mean,
0: uh I don't know what Thirty Eight Special would think about this. I don't know if they really. Well,
2: I think you should tag them and.
0: Honestly, of this I think Thirty Eight Special would be happy with any anything would. that would make them money.
2: They just want to be talked they, about. They
0: want to be. They want to be recognized and paid. Oh, and if like, don't we all? And if the estate of J D Salinger was like, all right, I we didn't think we would ever release this, but uh, I guess we're doing it. And I guess it's gonna be with that would be shocking. But <laughs> honestly,
2: let's just hope his relatives are money hungry assholes.
0: Yeah. And thirty eight special is just like, give us money.
2: Yeah, give, pretty
0: you know, much. We can't tour. Spotify's fucked us, and
2: uh, <laughs> and we have one t shirt sale this yeah. year, and it's mine because <laughs> I'm buying one tonight. <laughs> thirty eight special for t-shirt. sure.
0: It's kind of like when they did the um, dark side of the moon to the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, absolutely, you could, you could do. Uh, thirty eight special songs to uh catch her in the rock. Yeah.
2: I like this. I think it's uh yeah. Anybody can pop a movie on, but I like uh pairing an album with a book. That's a really book.
0: Well I really would do involved. it more often. I think I'd be doing shows weekly mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the fact that uh it takes a lot of effort and I it's much easier just to kind of play songs just randomly and say bah, yeah. blah, bah.
2: But yeah, you already have two I think uh you have this yes album and uh fleet uh, mac which
0: yeah i don't know i mean I, you know I, I i would have to check the wikipedia of notes and find out if uh if it actually works maybe i'll find some other some other album combos with without with, uh book album combos and mm-hmm. go from there
2: yeah it's definitely something to consider
0: all well let's start up with the second half all right And as the second half begins, well, Holden's kind of in a bad spot, but he gets in touch with his friend Carl, and they decide to meet up at the Wicker Bar and have some drinks. And Holden is ready to have a few drinks and talk about girls and fun and talk about sex and all kinds of stuff that he wants to do. He is ready to rock. Unfortunately, Holden just goes on and on about sex, and Carl gets a little weirded out and says, I I think I'm going to leave. So Holden flirts with some adults.
1: And
0: he's pretty drunk at this point. And then he makes the great decision to call up Sally, who we had the argument with, and gets quite an icy reception But he's drunk. So he's just rocking out. Then he does a guitar solo walks over to Central Park to investigate those ducks that he's such good friends with. He cares about these ducks. But then a bummer happens. And he accidentally breaks that record he bought for his little sister. So now he's bummed out. He sits in the park and starts thinking about when he was a kid and would go to the Museum of Natural History and all the dioramas that never changed and how much he liked those. And then he comes up with a great idea of uh, going to his parents' apartment because he knows they're out. should have done that earlier. But uh, his uh, little sister there, Phoebe, and he wants to see his little sister, Phoebe. And she's only ten, uh, but he wants to sneak in. He's like, you know, she's the only person who I can communicate what I'm really thinking to. Other than these ducks here in the park, I think she's the only person that really gets me. So he stumbles on over to his parents' apartment. Apparently, the house and an apartment. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Anywho. So he sneaks in and wakes up his little sister in the apartment. sister is like happy to see him at first but then very quickly he's like wait a minute what are you doing here and he's like uh, you know i just wanted to see you and she's like wait a minute did you get expelled and he's like no and she's like wait a minute you got expelled didn't you and he's like yeah and she's like god damn it holden you're just like being disagreeable and aimless towards everything get your fucking act together dude it's like yeah i know and she's like well isn't there anything anything that makes you happy like don't you care about anything and holden says yes there's one fantasy i have and it's based on this song i heard about a body catching another body coming through the rye And he said he could picture himself as like a guardian thousands of children playing in this huge rye field on the edge of a cliff. And it was his job to catch all the children if they come close to falling off. So like he's gonna be the hero. He's gonna be the catcher in the rye. So Phoebe's like, Holden, you're drunk. And he's like, no. He's like, I'm the goddamn catcher in the rye. I'm going to save all these children from losing their innocence. That's going to be my thing. And she's like, I don't think that sounds like a good idea. And he's like, well, you know what? No matter what you say, this is what I am. I'm the goddamn catcher in the rye. Live with it. Deal with it. She's like, All right. And there may maybe like a dance member right? maybe some dancing and stuff but then uh-oh Holden's mother just got home and he's like shit I gotta get the fuck out of here and so he slips out and says I'll catch up with you in a little bit Phoebe maybe tomorrow and she's like alright take care of yourself So then he heads over uh, to the house of one of his old uh, admired English teachers, Mr. Andolini, who he hopes he can talk to and turn to him for some advice. So after listening, Mr. Andolini, he's concerned, and he says, you know, Holden, I think you're headed for a a terrible fall with the way you're behaving here. Uh, You need to maybe start applying yourself. So actually, Holden kind of listens to him, uh, and then the teacher says, hey, listen, why don't you just crash on the couch? You seem exhausted. You seem sort of out of it. And Holden's like, yeah, that's cool. So then uh, everything's calm. And then a little bit later on, the teacher goes just to check on him. And uh, Holden gets all paranoid and thinks that something untoward is going on. So he sort of runs out of the house and ends up uh, spending the rest of the night in a waiting room in Grand Central Station. Where he's basically just completely bummed out. And he sort of regrets running out of the house, too, because... it's not very nice sleeping there. So eventually the morning comes, and with that, he has a new idea. He's gonna head out west and become a recluse and become a gas station attendant. But before he does that, he wants to say goodbye to his sister. So he plans on going over to her school and uh, pulling a Ferris Bueller and forging a note to get her out for the day so they can uh, talk. And he can tell her how he's leaving. But then later, on his way to the school, he sees that someone spray painted the word fuck uh, near the school. And he doesn't want the children seeing it. Remember, he's the catcher in the rye. He needs to protect them. So he says, hey, let's meet at the museum instead. So eventually Phoebe shows up at the museum and she has a suitcase with her and Holden's like, well here's what I'm doing, I'm gonna go out west. And Phoebe's like, yeah, I'm gonna go with you. He's like, really? And she's like, yeah. It's gonna be me and you, a 10-year-old and a 16-year-old just living out west together. Me and you against the world, me and you against the night. Of course since Holden always has these ideas but never follows through with them he's like you know I don't know if this really is actually a good idea for us to do this and Phoebe's like oh are you fucking kidding me and he's like yeah I think I've changed my mind and she's like oh well I'm kind of pissed at you all. She's like, I thought I was going to be awesome. I thought I was going to be an adventure. You know, like you and me against the world. So Holden's like, Hey, I have a better idea. What do you say we go to the zoo instead? And Phoebe's like, Are you fucking kidding me? And uh, she's kind of pissed, but she's like, Yeah, I'll go to the goddamn zoo. And she gives him the cold shoulder as they head over to the zoo together. But eventually they uh, end up at the carousel at the zoo and he says hey how about I buy you a ticket and she's like okay and she's not as angry anymore and right before they buy the ticket a little drizzle starts coming down and uh, Holden decides not to go on the carousel but just to sit and wait and watch while his 10-year-old sister goes on it. And he's happy that she's forgiven him. And he sings this song. So as he's sitting there in the rain, light rain, watching his little sister on the uh, carousel go around and around, he realizes that she's the most important thing in the world to him and he can't live without her. And as long as he can put all of his hopes and dreams and faith on the shoulder of his ten-year-old sister everything will be okay. Which probably, out of all the dumb things he's done in this book, may be the dumbest. But he's sitting there, watching her go around and around, and he's singing this song. And that moment of the carousel is how Holden finishes his recollection of that prior year. With his sister on the carousel going around and around in the rain, while he sits there and watches. And in a final epilogue he says how after that he eventually runs into his parents and that's where he has his breakdown and ends up having to go into the hospital for about a year. And then he shares how next year, he'll be going back to a different school. But the weird thing is is that when he thinks back on everything that happened in the past, he actually misses those people. He actually misses all those people who he had that horrible time with. So, in one final thought, he tells the reader to be careful when sharing experiences of their past. He says, if you keep thinking about the past, you're going to start missing the people who shared those experiences with you more and more and more. And if you do that, you're never, ever, ever going to move forward. You're just going to be stuck in the past. You know sometimes you just need to say goodbye and let things go to move forward, just say goodbye. So I guess his final point is that sometimes you just need to grow up and leave things in the past in the past. Because if you stay living in the past, all you're really doing is just holding on loosely. And at this point... We'd like to thank you for listening to the Hartford Yacht Coats presentation of Holding On Loosely. And let's have one last curtain call for all of our favorite characters. Here comes DB and Mr. Spencer. And let's not forget about Ackley, or Ward and Jane, or Holden's friend Mal. Let's have a round of applause for them. And how about that taxi driver who didn't talk, huh? And the tourist ladies from Seattle. Oh, and here comes Maurice and Sonny. That's the, uh, that was the prostitute's name. Oh, and how about Sally? She didn't put up with his crap, did she? And Carl. He got drunk with, with Holden and then took off. And how about a big round of applause, everybody, for the ducks? And finally, let's bring them out together. It's uh, Phoebe and Holden. And here's a fun fact about Holden actually. Since he was 16 in 1950, today that would make him 86, I think. And that would make him at the same age as Willie Nelson fun fact and on that note let's wrap up the story of this cool fool holden caulfield and his adventures as a 16 slash 17 year old uh pretty well off uh kid in uh in the 50s all right take it easy everybody